0: the content is light encoded to assist you on your journey if you wish to receive for your highest good. Welcome to the show, everyone. So today I want to talk about how to stimulate your vagus nerve for better mental health, as well as the class that I created called Meditate With Me. So Meditate With Me is an online meditation that is for 40 days where... I do a live class and send out the recording and it is a mix of meditation styles and there is mindfulness meditation, Reiki energy healing, kundalini meditation and yoga as well as I incorporate also at times sometimes new moon, full moon, intention setting, affirmations and sometimes we do also mirror work. There's a lot of different meditation styles that I have learned and studied and energy healing modalities as well and in my own healing process I was just guided to several different things to help my whole health healing and I find it really helpful for my own everyday life and in working with clients having just a a toolbox just filled with a wide array of tools. So today I wanted to share some of the information and the experiences. From the class, we just started class today. Today's day one, and if anybody still wants to join, you can. You just have to uh, message me, and I can send you the information. It is sixty dollars for this forty day. It's it's actually six six live classes on a Wednesday and then the recording is sent out afterwards, and it is at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. However, many people prefer the recordings. So it's six live classes, the recording is sent out afterwards, as well as with um, information and journal work, which I'm gonna share part of it today. So, so as, first of all, I wanted to share the, the centering thought and intention of the, the day and the week that I sent out the group. So I'm going to say it and if it resonates with you, my friends, you too can also say this out loud for yourself. You can repeat after me if it resonates with you. Before we do that, let's take three deep breaths. So take a deep breath in, breathing in, breathing out. Breathing in life force energy, breathing out what no longer serves you. Breathing in life force energy, breathing out what no longer serves you. And I already did do a full Reiki energy meditation before this, but let's just officially connect in, inviting Reiki energy healing in and asking that if anybody wishes to receive it, let them receive it with ease and grace for highest good remembering that you have free will, you draw it to you, my friends. So you just set the intention that, yes, I'd like to receive Reiki for my highest good. Taking a moment to allow it to move through you, around you, clearing, cleansing, releasing, rejuvenating, reharmonizing, regrounding, realigning, shifting from 3D to 5D or higher, if that's beneficial for the highest good and gratitude. And now from here, really shifting from being in your head to your heart. And once you're in your heart space, really connecting into that heart. And you want to say the intention from your heart, projecting it out from your third eye. And it can be a practice to practice this as well. So repeat after me if this resonates with you. I am supported in every aspect of my life. I am more than enough. I have more than enough energy to do everything I enjoy. I am happy, healthy, wealthy, and wise. I have an abundance of health and vitality. I always have a spring in my step and a song in my heart. I'm excited for the gifts today will bring. I appreciate every day for the gift it is. I wake up energized and excited for a new day. And I'm grateful for all that I get to experience. Now is the perfect time to be alive. I love my life. I'm grateful all for my highest good and so it is. Really letting the words move through you, around you. And now let's just connect into the energy of gratitude. From your heart, name three things you're grateful for. I'm grateful for, and name three things. So... This is some of what we do in the meditation class. We set intentions, we use affirmations, we connect into the energy of gratitude, and we also practice the tools. We practice our meditation, getting to the meditation position, posture, however that is for you. It could be sitting, it could be laying down, there could be a walking meditation. And we've been doing this now, There is a group of us that it's been, has it been, it'll be almost a year. And it's really profound in terms of seeing the shifts that people have had and the manifestations that they've called in and just how they've been in more health and vitality and vibrancy. And some of the people, we do Kundalini meditation, which is, um, we do several types of meditation styles, mindfulness meditation, meditation. Sometimes we do visualization meditations. Sometimes we always layer Reiki in there. Um, With kundalini meditation, it's chanting meditation. And there were some people that when they started, they were really unfamiliar with chanting. And so it can seem a little, I'll just say, when I first walked into a kundalini meditation and yoga class, I was like, what is going on here? And there was a part of me that I was like, oh, I feel like I'm home. And there was another part of me. Um, the 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 in the in terms of my human experience. I grew up, went to Catholic school for twelve years. So there's a part of me that I was like, ooh, wait. Is this is not like the this is not like the prayers I'm familiar with. This is not I'm not familiar with this. And and then I really encouraged my human my higher self really encouraged my human to to just try it out and see how my human felt and not making it a big deal. Just see how your human feels, see if you feel better. And at the time during my first Kundalini yoga class, I was extremely stressed out. I was working on, I was working in television at the time and I was working on a really difficult show and I was working with I had a um I had a manager at the time that cultivated some really uncomfortable experiences in the workplace and I really didn't know what to do with some of it. And so I felt um not only did I have stress from just the the pressure of the job and getting things done in a certain amount of time, but I also felt really uncomfortable in the workplace because in you know, in television, uh, entertainment, oftentimes there's not really a human resources place to go and say, hey, I'm not really, like this is making me feel a little uncomfortable. Um, and so you kind of have to, I, I you know, not kind of, I mean, I did, my human just basically just sucked it up, if you will. Um, talk about suppressing, repressing, oppressing, right? And um, And so I was working in a production company that was located near this, this Kundalini yoga and meditation center that I had been seeing for years and years and years. And I had received information before in a meditation that, you know, one day I was going to go there yet. I, it took me, you know, it, it just took me some years to actually, um, go there and sometimes that happens sometimes your higher self is just giving you the information for the future not for the present and that's why I starting to discern like oh okay it's just letting me know that it's going to be coming up in the future and in some ways then it helped my human because my human had already understood that one day I was going to be going there and it gave me enough time to workshop some of the Fear that this was unfamiliar territory. And so by the time that I did get called to go there, even though it was, it felt scary because it was so different than what I knew, I had the courage to move through that fear because I had received the information many years ago. And so anyway, I remember walking into um, this Kundalini Yoga and Meditation Center. And as soon as I walked through the door, I felt it was like, Voomp, I felt instantly better. I felt like I received this incredible, like light shower. It felt like all the dense energies just cleared off and I could breathe again. And it was so instant. It was remarkable. This this place, it's it's no longer there. It's it's closed down. This place had such a beautiful, um, sacred um vibrational feel of such light. It was really really like I could feel it it was so tangible and so I went into my first kundalini yoga meditation class and and like everybody knew everybody it seemed like everybody knew what they were doing and I went with a friend um I dragged one of my one of my really like somebody who became has become a really dear friend of mine um Teresa if you're listening girl, thank you for going with me. Um, I dragged her to go with me and we both were like wide-eyed and not really knowing what to expect. And what surprised me the most about all of it was um, I had been to yoga classes before and some of the stuff that they do felt seemingly simple, but was so extraordinarily challenging. And at that time, I had been run, like before I had been running marathons and I had done some like um ice climbing, rock climbing and things like that where you know physically I really understood how to challenge myself and then you know work in terms of a goal yet at yet taking this kundalini yoga and meditation class it was like it was so difficult doing some of the seemingly simple moves that it was fascinating to me and Um, then we got to the chanting part and I was really nervous doing the chanting meditation because, um, I don't know, I just was so unfamiliar with, um, I went to Catholic school for 12 years and, you know, in terms of prayer, it's, you're, you're quiet. And so it was a very different experience and I was nervous to speak out loud. And so I, you know, and, and it was, unfamiliar language again then my higher self came in encouraged me and I opened my mouth and I started doing it and one thing my higher self said to me was just notice how you feel and also my higher self comes in and will just encourage me saying you know just because the person to your left or the person to your right they may be at a different place than you don't go into competition. It's not a competition. It's all about you being in your own health and vitality. So this is a practice, practice, practice. And so I then going through the whole like yoga and then meditation, I just allowed myself to be in practice of it. So if um, if they were doing two minutes and I only felt like I could do 30 seconds of it, then I let myself do 30 seconds of it. And, and I felt then, oh, this is good. And this is something that I can practice and build upon. And that's really what it is. It's about building upon the foundation. But first you have to create the foundation. Once the foundation is created, then you can build upon it. And so when I got to the chanting and I just, all right, I'm just going to try it and see how I feel. And it was amazing. I felt so amazing and after that class, I felt like I was floating. It was one of the most like remarkable experience to feel like you are dragging, you are exhausted to feel like you are like, I can't even take another step. And then to go into a kundalini yoga meditation class and come out like, wow, I feel amazing. I felt so joyful. I felt like completely rejuvenated in my energy and i just felt so and the stress was completely gone i felt grounded and aligned it was truly like remarkable and so for me like i'm i'm very curious i'm like what is happening here this is amazing this is so interesting and i kind of look at like my experience with my human where I kind of feel like I'm like my own scientist with my human where it's like, oh, what works? What doesn't work? Oh, this, this, this actually is amazing. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, you are, um, your body is this instrument and you're fine tuning it and seeing how, you know, when you, you know, work these chords, they make this amazing melody or, oh, wait, those chords don't make, oh, so let's not do that. Um, And it's just really like getting to know, you know, who you are and how your instrument is actually operating. And if there's anything that's non-beneficial in terms of the operation, letting yourself really release, clear it, and then calling in something that is beneficial and being, part of it though, is being willing to be willing to be guided, trying things that may make your human feel a little uncomfortable. And, but it's not like it's, It's non-beneficial. It's uncomfortable because it's new. You're outside of your comfort zone in your human experience. But that doesn't mean that your higher self, your soul, like in past lives, previous lives, or whenever, that your soul hasn't had or knowledge the experience of it. And that's been down and it may be downloaded to your human. But you just got to be gentle with your human in terms of coaching your human. All about coaching your human in terms of releasing from a fixed mindset into allowing the growth, open, wise mindset. And so I really, you know, workshopped with my human to encourage my human to try something new. And it really came out of, I was tired of being tired. And I kept noticing how I kept saying like, I'm so tired, I'm so tired, I'm so tired, I'm so tired. It was like becoming a mantra and I was tired of being tired and I was tired of being stressed too. And so I was like, oh, this kundalini meditation and yoga can really helped me. And so then I made a commitment to really go as often as I could during that um, TV show I worked on. And it ended up being, you know, in terms of my own, I incorporated it in terms of my own formal meditation practice, which then I eventually led to myself to getting certified in kundalini yoga meditation. So now though, for me, I really use more of the meditation parts of it and incorporate it with mindfulness and Reiki because I'm also certified in those as well, because I have found that, um, I found in my own doing, like I did, I used to do just kundalini You know, chanting meditations solo. I used to just do mindfulness meditation solo, and I used to also do Reiki solo. I found that I found for me, I really needed more of a layering. I needed I needed to turn on Reiki before I did um, mindfulness or Kundalini because I wanted to clear out any of the non beneficial aspects. And then allow myself to call in the light in those places and to allow it to work during the meditation. And I will say, you know, what ended up happening was um, (laughs) that my higher self and my team of light, my guides came in and they really encouraged my human to develop this meditate with me system that I first workshopped in my, myself for years. And at first I did have a little bit of resistance. I felt like, um, I'll be honest, I, I, you know, when you go take some of these, these, the programs, they'll say things like, well, this is our style. And I have discovered about myself that I am somebody who is, I like to understand tradition, I like to be part of communities that have tradition. I'm per se not so much a, a traditionalist. I'm more of a, an adapter. And so in it, I had a little bit of resistance and fear. Like, I don't know if I can, if I'm allowed to, if I'm allowed to actually layer these meditation styles. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to adapt this material. And there was some human fear. And it was really interesting because during one of my meditations, um, my higher self, my soul and my team of light, my spirit guides for highest good came in very strongly. And it was almost like I was in they they, they put me in like a sacred space to have a conference with me, a real sacred conference where they, um, were showing me how to actually put this together in terms of the meditation styles. And then they were encouraging me, just try it out. Just try it out. Let go of the fear. Let go of the resistance. Let go of the judgment. Let go of the, Me, I don't know if I'm supposed to. And why don't you just give it a shot? And then they asked me to give it a shot for 40 days. They said, can you do this? for 40 days can you commit to it for 40 days without deciding one way or another whether or not you can't or can't just try it and they really wanted me to just be in the the just try it mode and just see how it does for you and so I tried it and it was amazing like the first Day I did it, it was just incredible. And then I did it the next day. And then I did it the next day. And I did the 40 days and it ended up, then I did 90 days, 120 days. I really was like, this is incredible. It's really helping me. And um, in all kinds of different ways. So I share that because, you know, I, and by the way, I still also do prayers from when I grew up, when I went to Catholic school, I have prayers that I've been saying since I was a child. And my guides and my higher self really work with me on, you know, it's not right or wrong, good or bad. It's how does it feel? How is it helping you in terms of your human? Is it strengthening your groundedness, your alignment, your connection? And, and, and let yourself be curious about the experience. Is it helping you with being more present? Is it helping you... Cultivate that you know open, wise mind. Is it supporting you as a tool in terms of the day? And also, when you practice formal meditation, then when you're in those moments where you need support, that's when the practice really comes in handy. And so, because as your human moves through these experiences, you'll find you may need different tools depending on what's happening in life. And having a toolbox filled with tools, has been probably one of the best gifts that I have not only given myself, but that my guides and my higher self soul have really, like, encouraged me on. So I do want to talk about um, how to stimulate your vagus nerve better for mental health. So here's a quote by from a clinical psychologist, Dr. Ariel Schwartz. She says... By developing an understanding of the workings of your vagus nerve, you may find it possible to work with your nervous system rather than feel trapped when it works against you. Stimulating my vagus nerve has played a key role in the management of my mental health over years. So what is the vagus nerve? The vagus nerve is the longest nerve in your body. It connects your brain to many important organs throughout the body, including the gut, intestines, stomach, heart, and lungs. In fact, the word vagus means wanderer in Latin, which accurately represents how the nerve wanders all over the body and reaches various organs. The vagus nerve is also a key part of your parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and digest nervous system. It influences your breathing, digestive function, and heart rate, all of which can have a huge impact on your mental health. But what you really need to pay special attention to is the tone of your vagus nerve. Vagal tone is an internal biological process that represents the activity of the vagus nerve in which kundalini chanting meditations actually help with your vagus nerve. So increasing your vagal tone activates the parasympathetic nervous system and having higher vagal tones mean means that your body can relax faster after stress, which, by the way, makes sense that when I went to that first kundalini yoga meditation class, that I went in really stressed, anxious, exhausted, and I came out feeling amazing because the chanting meditations actually increased my vagal tone, activating the parasympathetic nervous system, which then helped me have a higher vagal tone, which then helped my body relax faster after the stress. So, in two thousand and ten, researchers discovered a positive feedback loop between high vagal tone, positive emotions, and good physical health. In other words, the more you increase your vagal tone, the more your physical and mental health will improve, and vice versa. The vagal response reduces stress it reduces our heart rate and blood pressure it changes the fluctu it changes the function of certain parts of the brain, stimulates digestion all those things that happen when we are relaxed. So, and that is from um, Dr. Golbeck, MD. I hope I said that name right. If I didn't, I'm sorry. Medical director of the Cleveland Clinic. That was back in um, 2010. So what's interesting is that studies have shown that the vagal tone is passed on also from mother to child, which By the way, then in dusting energy healing, we then can look at in terms of familial patterns or ancestral um, lineage work, maternal paternal lineage work, and we can then clear that patterning in terms of how something was passed from mother to child and It also says, like in terms of the studies, mothers who are depressed, anxious, and angry during their pregnancy have lower vagal activity. And once they give birth to their child, the newborn also can have low vagal activity and low dopamine and serotonin levels. So that's where then you would work with the tools where in terms of doing meditation, um, reiki, dusting, energy, healing, and you're using then, you know, self-realization and in the self-realization, you know, being curious about your experience as a child or a baby, and and have compassion. Then, if your mother was depressed and anxious and angry during the pregnancy, because as we all know, life can be a little challenging here in the human experience, um, you know. With and so and so, we have compassion then for our parents, our mothers and once we're in that realization of like oh okay you know that mindfulness of like oh that 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 may have happened or that did happen then we can use that and work with dousing energy healing to clear any non-beneficial patterns or programs and then also we can ask then in terms of you know the healing the light to fill in the spaces for the highest good and also shift make that have that shift from low vibrational frequencies to higher and so you can use the tools all kinds of different ways and I just encourage people to just learn more about it and like yes work with practitioners yet also become your best practitioner my friends I you know I in my 20s and 30s I was going to work with all kinds of different practitioners and I was in shamanic programs and there did come a time where I was like the rubber met the road where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just become certified in these because it's about me becoming a master, you know, in terms of my human living and I can't pass off my mastery of my human experience to someone else because I'm in my body. (laughs) I'm in my, it's me in my body and as much well intentioned that another practitioner has in terms of wanting to support i'm living in this in this structure i'm living in this embodiment, and so I have to take responsibility of you know my choice in being here, and so with it is oh you know it, it's like when you when you really start looking at ascended masters and understanding like mastery it's like everyone has the ability in terms of being here, becoming an ascended master, becoming mastery of their living in terms of their human. And so I encourage everybody, you know, learn, you know, Reiki energy healing. You can go through Reiki 1 and Reiki 2. Whether or not you become a practitioner or not, it's a great tool. You can go through dowsing energy healing and learn how to do it. And I still, even though I've gone through all this and I practice and work with clients, I still, once or twice a month, I still do work with practitioners because it is beneficial to have somebody who is outside of you, because when you're really stuck in it, you know when, when the humans are in it to win it. There, you kind, you you. It is helpful to have throw a lifeline and have somebody else support you and then clear and support you in that way for your highest good. Okay, so. Your vagal tone can be measured by tracking certain biological processes such as your heart rate, your breathing rate, and your heart rate variability. And when your heart rate variability is high, your vagal tone is also high and they are correlated with each other. So if your vagal tone is low, don't worry, you can take steps to increase it by stimulating your vagus nerve. This will allow you to more effectively respond to the emotional and physiological symptoms of your brain in terms of your mental and emotional health and your physical health. So for people, so then with it then, you know, again, there's all different things that you can do. And, you know, um, kundalini yoga and meditation is helpful. The chanting meditation is helpful. Also, um, you know, cold exposure is really good. You can take cold showers. The acute cold exposure exposure has shown to activate the vagus nerve as well as activate the cholinergic, I might have said that wrong, neurons throughout your vagus nerve pathways. Um, researchers have also found that exposing yourself to cold on a regular basis can lower your sympathetic fight or flight response and increased parasympathetic activity through the vagus nerve. When I was training for my kundalini yoga and meditation, one of the um, requirements was to take a cold shower every day, every morning, do that the first thing. So, you know, these are things that you can do at home. So I invite you, you know, and I still sometimes do take cold showers. And so what you want to do is you want to try and finish, you know, in terms of, in terms of it with the cold shower, see how you feel and work it in over long periods of time. Also deep and slow breathing can really help out in terms of stimulating your vagus nerve. It's shown to reduce anxiety and increase parasympathetic symptom by activating your vagus nerve. Most people take 10 to 14 breaths each minute. Taking about six breaths over a course of a minute is a great way to relieve stress. So you take six breaths over the course of a minute, and it's a great way to relieve stress. You should breathe in deeply from your diaphragm, and when you do this, your stomach should expand outward. Your exhale should be long and slow. This is key to stimulating the vagus nerve and reaching a state of relaxation. So the next one would be singing, humming, chanting, um, or even gargling, by the way. So if you're gargling um, mouthwash, that can actually help too. So the vagus nerve is connected to your vocal cords and the muscles at the back of your throat. Singing, humming, chanting, gargling can activate these muscles and stimulate your vagus nerve. And this has been shown to increase heart rate variability and vagal tone. So, you know, this is where, again, in terms of um, the Meditate With Me class that, um, that that I do, we actually have singing as well as chanting and so and it really does help um so another thing is in terms of your gut health um becoming more aware of your gut health um it's becoming clear to researchers that you know gut bacteria, bacteria improve brain function by affecting the vagus nerve um so becoming aware of that as well um meditation is Another one is really, um, besides the chanting, meditation just alone. Meditation is a great relaxation technique that can stimulate the vagus nerve and increase vagal tone. Research shows that meditation increases the vagal tone and positive emotions, promotes feeling of goodwill towards yourself. And another another study found that meditation reduces sympathetic fight or flight activity and increases vagal modulation. And when you add in Reiki energy healing, you're... Reiki is just great for releasing stress and um, bringing in relaxation. Um, Another one is um, omega-3 fatty acids. They're essential fats that your body cannot produce. So um, also making sure that um, you have the research shows that it can be really critical for brain and mental health and affect many aspects of wellness. So just seeing, you know, when you go to... Um, your physical doctor, your, um, your, your doctor for your wellness check. Hopefully you go for your, I go once a year to my doctor for my wellness check because I'm, as everyone knows by now, I like to use, you know, Eastern and Western medicine for my whole health. So I always go and get all the tests and I always encourage my doctor, any other tests that I can get because I want to see the results of what's happening. Um, So that's where, you know, if you go, just make sure to see where you are in terms of, you know, your omega-3 and anything else. Also, exercise can really help too in terms of the vagus nerve. So it can stimulate the vagus nerve and also it's beneficial for brain and mental health effects. So... Um, Another thing would be massage is also really good for the vagus nerve. Um, Vagus nerve can be stimulated by massaging several specific areas of the body. Foot massages, reflexology have been shown to increase vagal modulation, heart rate variability, decrease the fight or flight sympathetic response. Massaging also um, um, an area located near the right side of your throat can also help stimulate the vagus nerve. And also another one is socializing in laughing laughing can help reduce your body's main stress hormone so i really i mean when i was working with one of my intuitive energy healer for years um i worked with her for 15 years and she would always say you know when you find the humor in it you know that you've really released and you're in the gift of it and you can feel the shift and she'd always encourage you know, just laughter, like, you know, just find the humor in it. So laughter has been shown to increase heart rate variability, improve mood, and the vagus nerve stimulation often leads to laughter as a side effect, suggesting that they're connected and influence one another. So my friends, um, I share this with you because it just can help your overall health. And That is one of the reasons why, you know, you know, later on when I was connecting in um, and asking my guides and my higher self soul for more information, you know, this is really what ended up, you know, one of the reasons was because of the vagus nerve and I was so stressed out that um, when I was chanting, it was helping my vagus nerve and just, um, you know, releasing me. From just some of those low vibrational frequencies that I was getting stuck in and letting me shift and become grounded and aligned and just feeling so much better. So that is why I, you know, created the Meditate with Me class so that way I could share it with more people and so that other people can learn the tools as well to support themselves. And I also wanted to share um, an experience. I want to talk about Reiki as well, because some t- I've been getting that asked by more and more people, just um, more clients that are coming to me, like, what is Reiki? And, you know, you know, what is this energy healing practice and how can it help balance you? So many may have heard of Reiki, but they may not quite know what it is. And maybe you're considering Reiki, but you're not sure whether it's right for you. Or maybe your doctor has suggested Reiki as a form of therapy complementary to your existing medical treatments because Reiki is in over 800 hospitals and um, more and more people, more and more doctors and nurses are becoming uh, Reiki trained as well. So, okay, Reiki is an energy healing technique that promotes relaxation, reduces stress and anxiety. And so you can do that in person as well as You know, you can do that remotely. So Reiki practitioners, basically you become a clear channel to allow the light to move through. And so any Reiki practitioner who's doing Reiki is also receiving Reiki. And the energy then is then being sent, Reiki is then being sent to the person who wants to receive it. And that person who wants to receive it it is up to them to say yes i'd like to receive it. Ricky always respects free will. Um you have you have free will over your energy field. It is your domain. Basically any energy healer is making themselves a clear channel to allow the divine light to move through. And you're you're essentially anchoring the light to move through and then you're setting the intention that you know this person that they can receive it for their highest good and remember your word is your wand and so the reiki practitioner sets the intention that that person is going to receive it for their highest good if they wish to and then it's up to that person who is going to receive it to say yes or no like if you don't want to receive it then you're not going to receive it because you know the universe is going to respect you know your your will over your domain. And no one can force you to receive it because you have free will. So, and it really, Reiki is amazing because it ends up um, improving the flow and the balance of your energy to support overall health and healing and bringing in health and vitality. So, it was um, developed, Reiki was developed in the early 1900s. I mean, it has been, though, in terms of it has been here well beyond that, you know, from the, from the time Earth has started. It just has had different names. But Macau, you see, developed Reiki in the early 1900s, deriving the term from the Japanese word rei, meaning universal, ki, which refers to the vital life force energy that flows through all things. And now Reiki is used all over the world, including hospitals, hospices, to complement other forms of health treatment. Reiki aids in healing by helping, be becoming, helping people become energetically balanced, physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. And the health benefits of Reiki that promotes relaxation, stress reduction, symptom relief to improve overall health and well-being is it brings on a meditative state. It fosters tissue and bone healing after injury or surgery. It stimulates your body's immune system. It promotes natural self-healing. It relieves pain and tension. It supports the well-being of people receiving traditional medical treatments such as chemotherapy, radiation surgery, kidney dialysis, et cetera. And then study shows that, there's a lot of studies done, study shows that the Reiki treatment may create feeling of peace, relaxation, security, wellness, groundedness, alignment. Okay, so... But Reiki treatment isn't like a substitute for consulting your physician or psychotherapist. It's all about working in harmony, my friends, working in harmony. So people ask me about Reiki and then they also ask me about dousing energy healing. So I do both because Reiki is amazing and it's a great everyday tool. Dousing it, so Reiki is like a good vacuum on your rug but dousing energy healing is literally like sending out your rugs to get professionally cleaned and they come back brand new. It It's just dousing energy healing just really gets in there and it's the rooter of clearing and healing. And I've had transformational like just experiences in terms of dousing where it has like changed my life for the better. And Reiki, though, is an everyday tool. And I'm going to give you an example of an everyday tool. So these are how having Reiki has recently benefited me and is the highest good gift realization from, the, from a recent experience. Recently, I had a situation where my human felt helpless, powerless, and scared. I felt frozen. I was confused as to what to do. My dog was choking on something and having trouble breathing. The sound coming from her was one that I had never heard before and felt frightening. I started panicking. My my monkey mind was racing with all kinds of scenarios, including running out to the vet with her, yet the vet was at least 20 minutes away, and I was frightened that I didn't have that much time as I observed myself going back and forth in a frenzy for what felt like probably like if it felt like a long time, but it was probably less than a minute. And, and I say this because I, I do formal practice a lot. And when, you for, when you're in a formal meditation practice, then in the present moment, you can shift things a lot quicker. So all of a sudden, I felt a calm come over me. I heard my higher self, soul, my team of light coming in for the highest good, showing up in force surrounding me. And then I heard very clearly, you aren't powerless. You can do Reiki. Sit down right now and start doing Reiki. And so, and then they said, and we will tell you where you need to put your hands to release it. And they said, first though, you need to sit down and do Reiki on yourself. And then once I did Reiki on myself, they then said, okay, you know, put, my dog's name is Boo, put Boo in your lap. And they started directing where I put my hands for Reiki. So my human, when I was doing the Reiki on myself, immediately settled down. And a calm just really washed over me. Actually, as soon as I heard their voices, like I immediately settled down and a calm washed over me. And I could feel the reminder move through me that I indeed, I could do Reiki. And that realization brought me into inspired action to do what was needed. And I started doing Reiki. I was guided to where I needed to place my hands then, eventually on my dog, Boo. And within a short time, it all began began to clear up. So whatever was there in terms of what was happening for my dog, it was released and she was then breathing normally again. She had a moment of shaking afterward, so I continued doing Reiki until she was calm. It didn't take long. And then she got up, wagged her tail, dog smiled, and ran to play with one of her toys. And she played as if it's never happened. She wasn't stuck in the past, my friends. She was present, living, and alive, happy, joyful, playful and making the most out of her day and letting herself enjoy life and play. Meanwhile, my human was shaking. Yet it dawned on me, I am not powerless. I am not powerless. I am not powerless. And it was so incredible. It was a true moment of true realization just of how much support we really have, how the tools can really support you. And I sat there in awe then of this gift of insight, lesson that my dog brought forth to me. How many times had I thought I was powerless? How many times had I gotten stuck in fear and let it paralyze me? How many times did I just feel confused, shut down and not know what to do, on the verge of tears? Frightened that something really bad was going to happen and I was powerless to stop it. How many times I have I felt in fear that I didn't have the knowledge or the know-how how to help? I mean, it was really truly remarkable that the whole experience and it was such a great reminder that... We are not powerless and that no matter what is happening, we have tools that can support us moving through some really, excuse my French, some really scary shit. Cause that was scary. I'm just gonna say it, scary as fuck. That was scary. Sorry for swearing. If anybody's offended, I'm sorry. But it was really scary people, like really scary. And I say sorry because one of my my favorite aunt whom I love and adore, she might listen to this and so I say that for her. Sorry, Ani, I love you. <laughs> um and I'm sure now if she is listening. She's probably laughing and enjoying that I said that, which makes me so heart happy, which just makes me so glad (laughs) that I did. (laughs) See, because it's all about connecting and joy and loving and sharing. And so in terms of my experience, that is how one of the ways that, you know, becoming attuned to Reiki that, once you become attuned to it, because everybody has the ability for being a self-healer and everybody has the ability already for Reiki. It's just what going through Reiki 1 and Reiki 2 does for you is you go through attunements. And so your your self-healer gets activated on a whole nother level. It's kind of like, you know, going through school where, you know, somebody in terms of being able to do Reiki, they might be at a kindergarten level. But if you go through Reiki 1 and Reiki 2, you're then at like a college level because your, your Reiki ability gets stronger because it's becoming attuned. Your system is becoming attuned. You're clearing the dense energies and you're shifting. I went through Reiki one and Reiki two multiple times. And each time each time you go through Reiki one and Reiki two or Reiki masterclasses, your ability gets stronger. Your Reiki gets stronger because you're clearing more dense energies and you're shifting to a high vibrational frequency and your consciousness is expanding. And so it is great, Reiki is a great everyday tool. I use it all the time when I'm out in the world, the grocery store, the um, coffee shop. I'm, you know, as soon as I walk in someplace, I Reiki and I'm Reiki as I go along. Anytime I drink or eat something, I use Reiki. So after this experience with my dog, when I realized that, wow, I've been caught in powerlessness quite a bit in this human experience as Henry, hmm. I then did a Reiki session on myself and then I did a full dusting energy healing to release all non-beneficial programs, patterns, limited beliefs in terms of anything with powerlessness, helplessness, you know, confusion, being shut down, fight, flight, freeze, any time maybe in this human, human experience as Henry that... I've um, been caught as feeling like I've been in that powerlessness. I then did a full dousing to clear it. And it all, it took me about 20 minutes or so. Meanwhile, if I had done the other way, run to the vet out of fear, it may have taken longer. And who knows what would have happened. And by the way, I did call my vet once done and the vet said to watch her. And then I also googled after I did the raking dousing. I googled to look up, you know, what to do if a dog shows signs of choking. And also, then I saw, oh, this is this is what you do in terms of giving a dog. I didn't know doggy Heimlich, so then I practiced doggy Heimlich on her, and also to make sure it was all out. And when I was practicing, I swear I heard her say, oh, I'm fine," but okay, you can practice because I know it makes the human feel better. <laughs> If you know my dog Boo, you know that's something that she would. And I swear heard her to say, oh, mom, all right, fine. Um. Anyway, my dog Boo is truly okay today. And it was also interesting seeing how fast that she just, okay, that happened and she's not caught in the past. She's moved on. So I share this because... It is all about a balance, honoring the human experience here, the higher self soul, working with the team of light. And most important thing, it's realizing you are not helpless, powerless, or without support. And in practicing meditation, yoga, doing energy healing, you know, using affirmations and intentions, you really allow your system to rebalance in the human. And you then allow yourself to strengthen your connection to your higher self soul if you want to, to your team of light for highest good if you want to. And everyone can connect with their higher self soul and teams of light, their spirit guides for highest good. It's all about the practicing and learning how you're being communicated to. Like, how, what is the communication? Because my communication style may be different than yours. So, The next step is really committing to your healing, your story and transforming your life by taking up the tools and practicing. And another tool is journaling. Journaling can really help you to transform your life. I recommend keeping a journal and beginning to notice how you're shifting, manifestations coming in, miracles, opportunities coming out of nowhere, synchronicities, the wonder of it all, allowing yourself to be in flow of your highest good no matter what is happening in the present moment. So that comes with, I'll just say the, um, the, uh, journal questions for the first week in Meditate With Me. Actually, let me talk about something I also talked about in the email that was sent out for Meditate With Me. Um, the law of attraction, like what are you attracting? The law of attraction is always working and applies to everything in our life, whether we're living a life that we want or whether our life has many things missing that we desire to have. And it's all because of the law of attraction. So whether we think about things we want or things we want to change, we attract both. And the thing is, though, about your thoughts, it's not like every thought is going to manifest. It's really what thought has connection to, the emotional frequency and so that's why it's you know minding your thoughts and also where are you in your emotional frequency you know where are you in terms of your vibrational energy frequency scale are you lower and higher and it's not right wrong good or bad it's just you know whether you're in the energy of fear or the energy of love you will manifest from either place and when you manifest from the energy of fear it feels quite different in the manifestation when it comes to fruition as opposed to when you manifest in the energy of love. The energy of love manifestation will then feel like, oh, this feels so good. I feel, oh my God, I feel amazing and heart happy and joyful. If you manifest in fear and it comes in, you're then like, oh, I oh am yeah, My manifestation came in. Huh. It doesn't feel as what I thought it was going to feel or it feels like, yeah, this doesn't feel so good. That's because it was manifested in the low vibrational frequencies, in the energy of fear. And it's not right, wrong, good or bad. It's just understanding how to become a master in terms of your energy. And we are here literally to learn this and to, not just to learn, to experience this because our higher self soul understands, our human understands on some level, it's just cultivating the awareness to work with it. So... Law of Attraction brings us what we spend time thinking about. So, if we spend more time thinking about the absence of something in our life compared to the having it, the Law of Attraction will bring the absence of it. Because if you have more, like, more, like you're thinking really, you're in fear that what you want to happen won't happen. And so, the intensity of the thought is there more so than you wanting to have it, well then the universe is gonna be like, oh, that's what the person wants. Because basically you're calling up the universe. You're calling up the universe with the frequency that you're in. And the universe is answering that call, that frequency you're in by sending it back to you because it's thinking that that's what you want. We are really super powerful co-creators with the universe. At any time, we can change things in a very short time by changing the way we think our thoughts. Change your story, transform your life. So our beliefs form the framework of possibilities in our life. Only those things can happen. What we really truly understand is possible. So if you have an open growth mindset, your possibility is like endless like you are in miracle possibility you know that all kinds of amazing things can happen for you for your highest good whereas if you are in a fixed mindset then that's what you're drawing to you which is then more rigidity more resistance and so if something is missing from your life then looking into changing how you're thinking about the subject, reframing it is all connected small and big affect each other. So small and big affect each other. What seems like something small can have a real large impact because the impact has to do with vibration, not the enormity of the size. Like think about a rock when, you know, you throw a small pebble into water and then it ripples out. So small and big affect each other. So what can seem like a small what can seem something What can seem like something so small can have a large impact because the impact has to do with vibration and not the enormity or size. So say if you are visualizing all these amazing things you want, but then you have a really, really small thought that is extremely fearful filled with anxiety. That one can have a ripple effect. It can be like a small pebble rippling out in the water. So it's not the size. So something so small can have a large impact because the impact has to do with vibration, not the enormity or size. So that's why I recommend journaling can really help you. And in your journal task, this is what the um, in terms of the meditate with me, the journal task and the prompts for this week. I'm going to share them with you. So part of the part of the journaling is taking a moment, getting centered, doing a couple of deep breaths in and out, turning on Reiki if you wish to do so, and then connecting into the centering intention and thought of the day, and writing that phrase phrases in your journal, in your notebook, and taking a mindful moment to feel the unlimited field of abundance that's yours by divine right by feeling into this intention. So I'm going to say what the intention is again. And this can become like a centering intention, a mantra throughout your day. So here it is. You can write it down. I am supported in every aspect of my life. I have more than enough energy to do everything I enjoy. I am happy, healthy, wealthy, and wise. I have an abundance of health and vitality. I always have a spring in my step and a song in my heart. I'm excited for the gifts today will bring. I appreciate every day for the gift it is. I wake up energized and excited for a new day. I'm grateful for all I get to experience. Now is the perfect time to be alive. I love my life. I am grateful, all for my highest good, and so it is. I will write this in the show notes as well. Say this to yourself a couple times, write this in your notebook. write this in your notebook you could also post it on your mirror your fridge your computer to remind you to say this mantra throughout the day so and if you're having a challenging day or caught in some non-beneficial story where you see your mind is spinning or you feel fear anxiety stress being triggered connect with your breath find your center acknowledge how you're feeling And then what you're saying to yourself, then gently release the non-beneficial energies, emotions, thoughts, limited beliefs, subconscious programs. Release the stress, the fear through your breath meditation. And then say the centering intention again and again to support you in terms of coming into alignment. The idea is to reframe the old stories with the new beneficial ways of being. And then use your journal to support you daily. Organize it. You can organize it into sections, the first section, How to intentionally think about your day. The second section, things you want to co-create with the universe. Third section, things you need to ask the universe for you for your highest good or to do for you for your highest good. You can also give your spirit guides for highest good, you know, to support you in doing jobs too. Have communication with your team, my friends. Um, another section can be things you may be inspired or called to do for your highest good, notes about your day. You can do another section about gratitude for all. Another section can be ask Reiki to Reiki your journal upon finishing for highest good. And then here are some questions for this week. Journal question number one. Where am I? On a scale of one to 10 being best, identify where you are in the following aspects of your life. So here are the aspects, health, money, relationships, and that can include family, friends, or romantic partner, whether you want to call one in or not, or if you have a romantic relationship already, business associates, neighbors, and then self-love, self-worth is another section, home, career, joy, peace, love, gratitude, freedom, and any other subject that is important to you. So you want to, on a scale of 1 to 10 being the best, identify where you are in the following aspects of your life. So it's health, money, relationships, self-love, self-worth, home, career, joy, peace, love, gratitude, freedom, and any other subject. And then if you're doing the meditation, the 40 days of meditation, see where you are in the middle of it and at the end, see if those numbers have shifted. And then also if you do dowsing and Reiki, Specifically in dowsing, if you have a low number, like so, say if your self love you it was low, like one or two, then you can ask anything in dowsing to clear any blocks and then to call in and raise your energy of self love because remember it's a vibrational energy, so it can be raised. Okay, question number two is write down your intentions and where do you want to go. Don't try to work on everything, just pick one or two subjects on which you'd like to see inspired movement in terms of inspired movement moving forward. So that is question number two, write down your intentions and then where do you want to go? Don't try to work on everything, just pick one or two subjects in terms of you'd like to see movement movement forward on. So that is the meditate with me In terms of what we do. And I just wanted to share this with everyone. And I may be inspired to do it again next week to share some things that have come out of the class. Oh, also, what also happened today, which is really interesting um, as I'm doing these Meditate With Me classes, oftentimes, whether it's people that are there present or they're gonna watch it in the future, I'll start um, being able to see different energy fields. And feeling things or noticing things that need to be cleared and shifted, and today um, there was an imbalance of quite a few people with masculine and feminine, and I noticed during the second chanting meditation um that um, that my that on my left side, I could feel that there's some people that were feeling differently than their right side, which your left side is your feminine, your right side is your masculine in terms of the work that I do. And with it, then the guide said that there were several people that their intuition, their third eye was actually blocked as well as throat chakra. And as I was chanting, I noticed that um, my tone was a little bit more like, as before it was really strong. And so that was like a signal that um, there was some clearing that need to be had. And so then... After that meditation, we did like a Reiki meditation to clear any throat chakras, throat eye, and also clearing any imbalances masculine and feminine and so that's what's really amazing about the the work and this meditation styles is it's really you know you're you're doing everything in present moment, and it's you're in the presence of it all, and also for me, it feels like the wonder and the magic and just the incredible. Um, support and love that we have from the guides that come in and help us, and oftentimes you know a lot of different um, people will see archangels or angels or be able to see and talk to their spirit guides for highest good during these sessions and so it's just really amazing and um it just reminds me of just how spectacular you know just this life is and how incredible in terms of the wonder and the magic of it all. And I just wanted to share that with everyone today because I just wanted to be a reminder that we're not alone and we have a lot of support that is here for us if we wish to um to connect for our highest good. So that is it for today um or right now. Much love, light and Reiki blessings to everyone and if you do if you do want to join the meditate with me class, you are more than welcome to reach out to me cuz I can send you the information. Um, if you are interested in doing Reiki 1 and Reiki 2, the next class for Reiki 1 and Reiki 2 is happening in October. It's the first weekend in October, Saturday and Sunday, October 1st and October 2nd. And um, you can, I will put the link in the show notes because you can sign up there if you wish to um if you wish to do it. I would say sign up. The earlier you sign up, the faster I can get you the Reiki book. Um, If you wait too long, then you may not have the book for the class. The class is over Zoom and um, you don't necessarily need the book. Some people just like to have the book. Um, I have a, I have a great presentation though that you won't really need the book, but if you have it, some people like to have it. So anyway, it's um, Saturday and Sunday, October 1st, October 2nd. And again, Reiki is a great everyday tool and has been life-changing and everyone has the ability to do Reiki. And Reiki is an energy healing technique that promotes relaxation, reduces stress and anxiety, and so much more. And it has just really been incredible in my life and in so many others. So that is it for now. Much love, light, and Reiki blessings, everyone. Have a beautiful day. I also just wanted to add a disclaimer. This podcast is intended to educate, inspire, and support you on your personal journey towards and being in your whole health, vitality, vibrancy, and efficiency, and allowing you to, if you choose to be in that energy of peace and joy and groundedness and alignment, I am not a psychologist or a medical doctor and don't offer any professional health or medical advice. So if you are suffering in terms of a psychological or medical condition, please seek help from a qualified health professional. Um, I have a lot of certifications and I have a lot of different experiences, but as I always say to people, I'm always, I'm all about the East and Western way. So please, um, if you have any health ins- issues, you don't wanna avoid your doctors. Instead, you wanna continue seeing them and make your goal to just work with them in terms of then having them believe in miracles with your own personal results and show them what you're capable of with your own self-healer activated. You know, work in harmony with all the tools and the support that we have here in terms of the Eastern and Western medicine. And be curious about letting yourself be guided on, you know, where you need to be and be open to the possibilities for your highest good. Thank you so much, everyone, and Reiki blessings.